Hello, 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 and welcome back to Quizzical by Nature, a soft place for women to land. This is your host, Tammy Walls, and I would like to welcome you to episode number 34, entitled Women and Domestic Violence. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I think that this is a very good topic for us to discuss today. There are many women who are in domestic violence situations. They need to understand what domestic violence is and why it is something that they need to get out of. Women need to know where they can go for help and for counseling. And I want you to know that no one deserves to be abused in any manner, whether it be physically, mentally, or verbally. This is a deep and a touchy subject for a lot of women because I think that a lot of us have been through domestic violence type situations uh, situations in our lives. Also referred to as intimate partner um, domestic violence. You know, I have my own stories of domestic violence. It was not until later in life that I realized that it was domestic violence. I had situations where um, I met this man and he and I were having this conversation and the subject came up about if a man and a woman got into a confrontation, what would be their reaction? This man says to me that if a woman put her hands on him, he would hit her back. And I was in utter shock to hear that a man would put his hands on a woman because from the time that I was a little girl, we were always taught that boys were never to hit girls. It is known that men are physically stronger than us. We can't beat them. We can't fight them. When this man told me that he would hit a woman back, it triggered me. It made me very upset. It even brought tears to my eyes. But at the time that he said it, I didn't understand why this was happening to me or why I was feeling this way at that time. It was not okay. And I was not willing to be with somebody who was willing to put his hands on women and to verbalize it. Because to me, that meant that he had no problem at all doing it. And the fact that he mentioned this to me more than one time was enough for me to say, "Mm -mm, this is not the relationship for me. The fact that he triggered me brought back memories that I had locked away. Did you know that you can lock away memories in the back of your mind to the point of where you forgot about them? And then when something happens to you or someone says something to you, It triggers you and it brings that full memory back to you of what you experienced. So I'm about to tell you three different stories of things that happened to me that were domestic violence. When I was very young, back in my early 20s, I married someone who cheated on me the whole time that we were together. Our relationship was not really good. And I remember my father telling me that if I married this person, I would be a damn fool. 
And being the person that I was, being young, strong-headed, and all these things, I did it anyway. And like I said, he was never faithful the whole time that we were married. And I had gotten to the point where I was fed up with some of the things that he was doing, and I did not want to be with him anymore. And the apartment that I was staying in was my apartment, and he moved into it. And I remember he came home one night, and he was not his full self, that's all I'll say, and we got into an argument. And I told him that I wanted him to leave. And he told me, I'm not going anywhere. And I said, you have to leave. So we got into an arguing situation. And, you know, I I came up close to him and he ended up hitting me. He punched me in the mouth. And he had this ring on when he punched me in the mouth. Well, when he hit me, I stepped back and I said, MF, I got you right where I want you right now. I said, because you will be leaving this house tonight and you will not be coming back. So at that point, my lip was bleeding. I called the police and the police came. And by this time he was, I think he was gone. But anyway, I ended up pressing charges against him and he sat behind me in court and tried to get me to drop those charges, but I refused because I was not going to let a man hit me and get away with it. Long story short, I ended up getting stitches in my lip where I can still see the evidence of what happened to me today still. But that was a traumatizing situation for me. And I was like, boy, I don't want to ever go through this again. Well, fast forward many years later, I had met another guy. And um, I remember that um, I was at my house and he came over and he was trying to be intimate with me. And I did not want to be intimate with this person. I told him no. I told him that he needed to leave. And he proceeded to try to force himself on me. And let me tell you, it was really the fight of my life trying to get him out of my house Um, without being um, taken advantage of and getting him to leave because he was intoxicated at the time and being a man, he was stronger than me. And finally, after some pushing and some shoving and threatening to call the police again, he finally left. But that was really traumatizing to me because at that point, I could have been raped But in the eyes of the law, they may not have seen it that way because we were seeing each other. But no means no. No doesn't mean that you still try and take advantage of me to get what you want. My third story is one of um, an ex-partner who verbally abused me, which then led to physical abuse. This person and I got into an argument and he said to me some very ugly things. You know, when you become vulnerable with someone and you begin to let yourself tell your stories about your life and the deepest things about you, you open up and tell these things in confidence. Well, my confidence was betrayed and he threw it back in my face. 
And so then he tried to, you know, drag down my self-esteem by saying some demoralizing things to me and trying to make me feel bad. And I'm kind of like this. I hate it. I'm a little petty. When you come for me, I'm coming for you. And I do go below the belt sometimes. So I said some things back to him as well. I'm sure I hit him and sucker punched him, but it had already hit me and damaged me to the point where I remember calling my best friend and I was telling her what had happened. And she said, girl, you cannot let this man get to you and tell you that you are these things that he's saying. He is just trying to wreck your self-esteem and who you are and who God created you to be. So with her help, with prayer, seeking God, (laughs) I was able to come up out of that. And I never really let him do that to me again, because from that point forward, if we got into it, if you come for me, I'm coming for you. And you can best believe I'm going to get you, you know. And one other situation that we ended up getting into was another argument. And he ended up choking me this time. And I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and he was a big guy. So I knew that he could have taken me out, but praise the Lord. He didn't, but I did tell him when it was over, if you ever put your hands on me again, you're going to jail. And I know he didn't want to go to jail and it never happened again. Needless to say, we ended up breaking up sometime after that, but A lot of women are in domestic violence situations and we don't leave right away. You know, we want to work things out. We want to believe that the man will never hurt us again. But in many situations, that is not the case. Domestic violence, also known as intimate partner violence or domestic abuse, is a pattern of abusive behaviors used by one person in a relationship to gain power, maintain power, or control over the other person. And I will say that there are forms of domestic violence where the woman is doing this to the man. But for the purposes of our podcast, we are speaking directly to the ladies. Domestic violence can occur in various types of relationships, including married couples, dating partners, cohabitating individuals. Domestic violence can take place in various forms, including physical, emotional, psychological, sexual, and financial abuse. And here are some of the signs of domestic violence. This domestic violence can include hitting, slapping, punching or choking the victim. And remember, I told you that happened to me, the choking, throwing objects at the victim, restraining or physically confining the victim against their will. I had that situation as well. I had to fight for my life using weapons to threaten or to harm the victim. Another type of um, domestic violence is emotional and psychological abuse. This involves manipulation, humiliation, intimidation, and control, often leading to emotional distress and low self-esteem in the person. It is constant criticism or belittling. It is controlling the victim's activities, their choices, their interactions with others. It is gaslighting where the abuser manipulates the victim's perception of reality. It is threatening to harm themselves or others if the victim doesn't comply with their demands. That plays on your emotional ladies. It plays on your mental. Sexual abuse. 
This includes any non-consensual activity or coercion into sexual acts against your will. That was what was done to me. This person wanted to be intimate with me against my will and he was willing to force himself on me. It is forcing a person to engage in sexual acts again against their will, coercing the victim into unwanted sexual activity and insisting on unprotected sex without the victim's consent. Wow. Financial abuse. It is controlling and restricting a victim's financial resources or preventing them from having access to money or employment. It is sabotaging the victim's employment or educational opportunities. It is running up debt in the victim's name without their knowledge or their consent. It is trying to control the victim's finances and restricting access to their own money or maybe even money in the relationship. Next, it is isolation. This is one that that abusers like to do. Isolate you from your support group, from your family, from your friends. An abuser may isolate you from, again, friends, family, making it difficult for them to seek help or emotional support, preventing them um, from going out, maybe to family gatherings, monitoring and controlling the victim's communications, including phone and social media, restricting the victim's ability to leave the home or even go to work. Verbal abuse. Got some of that too. This includes constant criticism, name calling, and belittling. Name calling, insulting, using derogatory language, yelling and screaming at the victim, using threats and intimidation to maintain control. You see, it's all about how can I control you? How can I get you to do what I want you to do? Threats and intimidation. An abuser may use threats to control their partner, creating an atmosphere of fear and uncertainty. Threatening to harm the victim. That's you, ladies. Their loved ones, your family, your friends, or even your pets. Using gestures or weapons to intimidate the victim. Has anyone ever pulled a knife out on you? Maybe a gun? Or threatened to hit you with an object? Destroying property to create fear and control. Has any of these things happened to you? Another example is stalking. Constantly following or tracking the victim's movements. Sending threatening messages or making unwanted phone calls. Maintaining or monitoring the victim's online activity and their privacy. Other forms of domestic violence are forced marriage. Forcing the victim into a marriage against their will. Coercing the victim to marry for immigration or financial purposes. Cultural or religious abuse. The last one is using cultural or religious beliefs to justify or perpetuate abuse. This is forcing the victim to conform to specific cultural or religious practices against their will. It is important to recognize that domestic violence is not limited to physical violence, but includes a broad range 
of abusive behaviors aimed at gaining and maintaining control over the victim. It is all about control. If you or someone you know is experiencing any form of domestic violence, it's crucial to seek help and support so that they can break free from the situations that we previously discussed. Leaving a domestic violence situation can be challenging, but it is essential for your safety and your well-being. Here's some tips on how to get out. Number one, safety first. Your safety should be a top priority. If you are in immediate danger, call emergency services. Number two, confide in someone you trust. Reach out to a friend, a family member, or a counselor who can offer support and a safe place to stay. Number three, create a safety plan. Plan on how to leave. Don't just leave. You've got to plan these things out sometime and be strategic in how you're going to get out. Where will you go? And what will you take with you? You have to be prepared so when it's time to go, you go. You're going to have to probably leave some things behind, but you can get new things, but you cannot get a new life. Make sure that you have any important documents and belongings. Number four, contact a domestic violence hotline. In many countries, there are organizations and hotlines for those experiencing domestic violence. Number five, seek legal protection. Consider obtaining a restraining order or a protection order against your abuser. It's likely to make them mad, but it is better to have it on the records in the court system than to not have anything at all. Number six, financial independence. If possible, secure your financial independence or access to resources that you can that can help you leave. If you need to have an account on the side that is going to help you to escape or you need to give money to a family member or a friend when it's time for you to escape, do what you have to do so that you are not left out there with nothing. Number seven, document evidence. Keep records of abusive incidents. Take photos of your injuries and save any threatening messages or voicemails. That is through your phone, through your laptop, whatever way you can to keep these different things. Keep a a log. But you want to keep the log somewhere where the abuser will not see it or find it. Beware, number eight, of technology. Be cautious about your online activities and the potential for your abuser to track your digital footprint. If and when you decide to leave, minimize your time that you're spending online. You don't want someone to know where you're at. Turn off your location. Turn off any trackers. Keep yourself and your children safe if there are children involved as well. Number nine, seek professional help. Reach out to a therapist or a counselor or someone who specializes in domestic violence to help you cope with emotional and psychological effects. Because if it's gotten to the point where you have to leave, it has affected your mental health. You need to find somebody who can talk to you 
and help you to work through these difficult situations that are affecting you now and will affect you in the future if you happen to be triggered. Number 10, and I think that this one is really important, join a support group. Find someone or a group that you can join that can provide a safe space for you to share your experiences and to also find encouragement. We need these things, ladies. There is no reason for you to stay in a domestic violence situation. That is not love. If he says, I will never do it again, chances are he will do it again. I was talking to a very close male friend of mine and he asked me what I was going to do for my podcast this week. And I told him that I was going to be talking about domestic violence. And he was telling me from a male aspect, what pushes some men to domestic violence. He wasn't saying that it was right, but he was saying that these are some of the things that trigger men into domestic violence. He did say that for for men, what they use is um, psychology. He said that women tend to be stronger. And once we get something in our mind of what we're going to do and not going to do, how we voice those things to the men in our life can be psychologically damaging to them because of what they hear and they don't know how to process it. So whereas a couple might communicate through talking and hashing different things out, this particular person, man, would not be able to do those things. So instead of working it out, he lets his anger build up inside of him because once a woman's mind is made up, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, there was a song back in the day. Once her mind is made up, there is nothing you can do about it. And so for a man, when you can't penetrate the mind of a woman to get her to change her mind, it may cause him to become angry. And when he becomes angry, if he doesn't know what to do with his anger, he will lash out. For a lot of men, they will walk away. You know, they will not resort to hitting, but for some men, they resort to violence. He gets angry and he goes to the strength part of the hitting. He knows that he's stronger than the woman, but he also feels like this is a way that he can control her, that he can keep her under his thumb. But this is not right. Men need to figure out how to control their anger. Men need to figure out how to better communicate. Men need to figure out that they need counseling too. A lot of times when domestic violence carries over from one generation to a next, it is because that in that previous generation, they saw the very same things. And they think that that is how life is. And that is their normal. When it is not normal, it is not normal for someone to verbally abuse you. It is not normal for someone to physically abuse you. It is not normal for someone to psychologically abuse you, financially abuse you, sexually abuse you, put you in isolation, threaten you or intimidate you make you feel emotionally and psychologically off 
playing with your mind, so to speak. It is not love. If you are seeing any signs of this in your relationships, you need to check yourself and decide, is this something that the both of you can fix and work on by going to counseling and getting help before it becomes deadly? There have been lots and lots of women who have lost their lives in domestic violence situations. I don't want you to become one of those statistics. I know that God has a better plan for you, for your life, for your children. He did not create you to be abused. It is the hardest thing that you may ever have to do, and that is to step out of a relationship where you love someone. But I guarantee you it will be better on the other side. You will be safe. And remember that leaving a domestic violence situation is going to be complex and it's a dangerous process. So it's essential that you seek the help and the support of professionals and organizations experienced to handle such situations. Sometimes an organization can get you to a safe house or a safe place where nobody knows where you're at. You don't have to go through it alone. There are resources available to help you to break free from an abusive relationship. I want to thank you for joining me today on Quizzical by Nature, a soft place for women to land. This is your host, Tammy Walls, and I hope and I pray that something that I said today has caused you to look within your own relationships and decide whether or not this is something that you are dealing with or somebody that you know. I usually say I hope that this has inspired you, encouraged you, and uplifted you. And if it is to meet you in those specific places, that is to get you to step out of a situation that could literally take your life. Until we meet again, be Bless. This is Quizzical by Nature, a soft place for women to land. Again, this is your host, Tammy Walls.